You've created your business and now it's time to protect it. Whether it's your podcast, speaking engagements that you do virtually or live on in-person stages or the community that you've built, you want to make sure that what you've created is taken care of and well protected. This is where AWB contract templates come in. They're customizable, quick and easy to complete and cost a fraction of working with a lawyer one-on-one. They have tons of options available so you can choose the ideal one for your business needs. It's an instant download. You get a Word doc template, you fill in the blanks and in about 20 minutes, you're all done. Visit pauseontheplay.com forward slash contracts today to pick out your new business contracts. And when you check out, be sure to use the code PLAY for 20% off your contract purchase. That's P-L-A-Y in all caps for 20% off. Protect your business with AWB contract templates. This episode is brought to you by Dubsado. Dubsado is a business management solution designed to cut out the busy work. With Dubsado, you are able to build relationships, schedule appointments, and create workflows to streamline your projects from start to finish. One of my favorite things about Dubsado is you're able to get more done with fewer tabs. You're able to correspond with your clients through emails, forms, contracts, and invoices, all from your own email address in one hub. You're able to create custom workflows to send emails and complete tasks so that you don't have to. And they have really great integration, allowing you to easily connect your email, calendar, and payment processor to keep everything in one place. We use Dubsado at Font Your Fire for communication with our clients, automation, invoices, contracts, forms, payments, all of it. We love it. And if you are listening to this and you're interested in giving Dubsado a try, feel free to check out our show notes for the link, or you can go to dubsado.com and enter code India. Dubsado is giving you 20% off of your first month or your first year for being a part of the Flaunt Your Fire community. Welcome back to the Font Your Fire show where we explore what it means to be marketed and branded in a way that unapologetically flaunts the fire that fuels your business. Say goodbye to stereotypes and societal boxes as you begin to attract the right people, your people. This is where you and your team get to be yourselves in person and online as you serve the people that light your fire. Today I am joined by my co-host Erica Corday. And we may have a little bit of background noise because we're coming live to you from Alt Summit. Let's get this show on the road. Say hello, Erica. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> so we have been at Alt Summit since Sunday. Yes, I've lost track of the days at this point. <laughs> but yeah, I think so. Yeah, they're starting to run into each other. Um, and for context, we're actually leaving Alt Summit soon, so it's been a solid week uh, <laughs> of presenting. Um, we did two roundtable talks 
that were what a close to three hours yes each um, day and then we also did we attended a few presentations we met up with friends it's just been like a very full trip with a lot of conversations and a lot of takeaways. A lot of peopling, but a lot of things came from it. And some of it sounded familiar, but some of it was, it, it was interesting to kind of hear, you know, what was being brought and how it was being brought. Because I'm definitely a proponent of that concept that you can have the same kind of sentiment given two separate ways and it can land very differently and I feel like there was a lot of that yeah definitely um I also think that like a lot of the things that we talked about here in the podcast just kept showing up um as far as what people's challenges are what it is that they're looking for what's holding them back what will propel them forward um it just was a really good reminder that I think we all run into some of the things that we talk about here at some point or another I think it's a good reminder at any point in life and in business because they really mirror each other to um, kind of get that confirmation that these are all kind of repetitive themes and they just look different at different stages. But reminding yourself that one, you're not the only one that's going through it and two, that you know these are things that you're kind of constantly making sure that you're aware of and able to deal with. It doesn't, doesn't necessarily go away and there's nothing wrong with you if you have to confront it again. Agreed, agreed. So I think it'd be really helpful for the audience to kind of dive into some of the takeaways that we've had and maybe even some of what we did while we were here because I think that you know a lot of our listeners may identify with being an online business and we both don't really believe in that. We believe you're mm -hmm. in business. Period. And that it's in 2020, like you have to get offline and meet people in person. Number one, um, it's just like you're not diversifying your visibility if you're not doing that. But number two is meeting people face to face, belly to belly, having conversations with people, feeling like not just what they said, but actually what they meant because you have body language to go with it now. You have tone of voice. You can hug each other. You can share a meal like it's so much easier to go so deeper with people in such a shorter period of time. And you're able to just build like a stronger connection and a higher level connection than you would be able to off of just like an Instagram caption. <laughs> Absolutely. It's, it can be very limiting to not actually have that person to person space to see how your energy combines with somebody else's. Here's my woo woo side showing up um, because you can feel how it works it's like if you think of just from like a dating point of view you meet somebody and it's like yeah this is great and then you go on that date and you're like mm, yeah I know my friend thought that this was gonna work this is not gonna work like you kind of don't know <laughs> until you get in there and you're actually having that person-to-person -person interaction that conversation eye contact and just sharing the same space agreed so you want to kick that conversation off? I have <laughs> a couple of things. Um, I, I think that there were some things that were said that really stood out to me. And I'm going to give you one that might sound like it's not a business thing, but it absolutely stood out as one of my favorite questions that I've gotten all week. Um, and it, I, I think it's a good one to kind of check in and see if this feels like it has any truth or resonance for you. But... 
The question was, how can I be less influenced by things, people, or information that's going on around me? And I think that in, a, in an age and a time where being an influencer is such a big thing, and we've seen a lot of that this week, and just the concept of influence has almost taken over what used to just kind of be marketing and advertising, and that's kind of where it comes from. It's a very poignant place to be to say, I'm not sure that I want to be influenced without my own kind of knowledge so much and so often. So it, like, to me, that, that was just such a huge takeaway. I agree, and I think that um, there's a lot of layers to that. So some context, Alt Summit attracts a lot of female influencers, um, whether they work in the beauty brand space and they're doing makeup tutorials, whether they're fashion influencers. There's a lot of influencers here. There's also a lot of brands that depend on influencers, such as jewelry companies, uh, makeup brands, candle companies, clothing brands. There's fashion shows that are part of the summit. And so it was very interesting to have somebody make that statement um, at an event where <laughs> a lot of the brands partnered with influencers while they were here. So like full transparency, we partnered with a clothing brand that you guys will see on our Instagram account by the time this goes live while we were here that dressed us for our presentation. Um, and I don't think there's anything wrong with partnering with brands and having influence um, partnerships. But I do think that it can be a little bit overwhelming to be around so much of it all at once where it's like, I like your dress. And it's like, oh yeah, I got it from the brand that's selling downstairs like over and over again. Or I like your lipstick and it's like, yeah, I got it at the swag party last night. You know, mm -hmm. um, that's one side of that that I hear. But also I hear the other side too is like consuming content. So also it's not just we're here to network. There were a lot of presentations, workshops, um, roundtables. There were like keynote speakers. There's so much information to consume. Um, and then a lot of the products that you could buy were also information based like books and courses and software to be able to edit your videos. And so it's like to cram all that in into like a sunrise to well past sunset event for multiple days, there's a lot of navigating that for yourself to give yourself some space. Um, one of the things that I see is that people can come to in-person events and feel like I have to do all the things. Don't do it. D please don't. We don't like, and we want you guys to know as you're hearing this and seeing us show up more at events and conventions and stuff that we are not intentionally not participating in everything. We would love to, but I think at a certain point, like the quality of the things that you select is important over the quantity. And the other side of that is at some point you have to make space to be able to absorb what you consumed and to be able to figure out how to implement that in a way that works for you or else you'll get stuck in the trap of procrastinating. learning. You're procrastinating through learning. Um, you'll get stuck into a place of overwhelm of information where like one presentation starts to run into the next and you don't really remember who said what. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The interesting thing for me is I think that there is the space of the conscious things that you're maybe being influenced by where, you know, you can understand if somebody hands you a flyer for, you know, the taco truck down the street that well they're trying to get you to buy which you can smell like mm -hmm. that feels a little more conscious 
but I think that then there's also some of the subconscious or maybe just a little less conscious things that can pop up as far as like, you know, the subtle messaging with what you're seeing, what you're hearing, what's being said around you and that awareness that you don't want to be swayed and or influenced and you kind of feel as though I don't even know that this is mine. So I think that there's that place of as much as it's the things that you realize, there's also the things that maybe you don't realize. So I think that there's a, a lot of benefit in being very aware with what you surround yourself with. Like, so for example, Indy and I actually very easily can share a room because we sleep with like frequency music on because we don't want some type of weird subliminal message popping up from having the TV on at night and then this infomercial pops on and you're like, why do I want cheese fries? I don't even eat this. <laughs> so, you know, I think there's sometimes the things that you don't pay attention to that can seem very small that can influence you. And then there's the things that you're very aware are quote unquote marketed to you. But yeah. I think that there's beauty in recognizing what you're taking in on purpose or unintentionally. Agreed. Agreed. So another one that I found interesting was the fact that uh, a few of the things that came up were people looking for strategies or frameworks or outlines of like, well, what's the best thing for this type of business or what's the way, best way to do my social media strategy? And it's like, oh, that's, a that's such a broad question. Mm -hmm. And I hear mindset with that, that there's a yes. one size fits all because you are insert business type here. Yes. And that's just not true. Like you've instantly, if you go seeking that, that's what you will find a and B if somebody is providing you the best strategy for this type of business, then that means that they are gonna provide that same strategy to other people with the same type of business and you are no longer separating yourself from the pack of your industry. So there's no customization in that question. There's no insight into what your struggles and challenges are so you can get feedback that's directly related to you. It's also why we like roundtable discussions and why we like things that are more interactive instead of just a speech because a speech doesn't help you figure out exactly what you need. It's part of the reason why at this point in either of our businesses, we've not offered courses because it's kind of challenging to customize a course to an individual when we don't get a chance to ask that individual what is their challenge. It's part of the reason why we started a community because having the community allows us to work with you guys in a group setting and really be able to get to know you and your business better. So that way when we're giving you feedback and answering questions, it's tailored to you and allowed to allow, let the things that are unique about you shine and really stand out in your marketing and also addressing the mindsets you may have. So like, again, with that mindset piece, there's still like a lack of, I think, clarity in what the challenge is. I think there's a lack in, in the clarity of the challenge, but also in what you want the outcome to be. Because yes. something about it feels like, tell me what I need to do to be successful. That does not take into account what it is that it means to you to be successful. What do you mm. want? So when you're picking up this, you know, you know, give me strategy 308, because it's like, oh, I just want the restaurant strategy or the salon strategy or 
the CBD business strategy because real talk there's a lot of CBDs everywhere. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, whatever the strategy is, that does not take into account your goals, your clients, your way of work. Like it's not personalized at all. And so when you are trying to fit into someone else's box, it's just not going to work. And that framework when it then doesn't work for you, then it's very easy to feel like, oh, well, this doesn't, doesn't work or what I'm doing doesn't work. I can't make this work. And neither one is accurate. You have to make sure that you're going with something that actually works for you, your goals, your customers, and work that does not deplete you in the way that you best work. So when people start giving you one size fits all run, don't do it. We don't believe in it. We don't do it in the community because that does not give you the space to get personalized help, assistance, and information that will actually get you there on a path that you want to follow. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think that we're kind of anti one size fits all. Yeah. From my standpoint, from the marketing space and the branding space, like I really want you to have something totally different than what the other people in your industry do because that is what's gonna make you stand out. And nine times out of 10, there's something about you, like for real, I get to know you and your story that is different than other people. And that's what's gonna feel good and align. Absolutely. So another one that is very near and dear to my heart is the, the writer in me calls to it. It's um, how to bring your story into your marketing. And so from a place of storytelling, from a place of getting clear on what matters to you, what you stand for, what you stand against, and also just kind of humanizing yourself, what it looks like to bring that into your brand, I mean, that's something that it can very easily, it can, it can go bad or <laughs> it can go worse. Bad is if you don't integrate any of you into your business and you just look like a faceless Instagram feed with quotes and products. Oh God. So, so there's that. Or worse is if you think that integrating yourself into your brand means that you need to have verbal, verbal vomit of everything that's happening in your life and that you don't understand what connection and vulnerability actually means and it just turns into the me show and airing your dirty laundry and you haven't healed. That's the worst side because that not only turns off clients, but that's not helpful to you. From a mindset place, you air all your stuff and then people don't respond. So that can make you feel a certain way about you. But I think that when you don't find that space that works to be able to actually integrate what matters to you into your brand, then there's nothing that makes you stand out from anyone else. It doesn't, it doesn't help for people to connect with you by knowing what you share. If you don't talk about the give back component, if you don't talk about the types of communities that you support, uh, that, that you want to shift the dynamics of, like if you're not talking about anything that matters, that is a part of what you do and who you do it for, why would somebody pick you? Yeah, I mean, there's 50 million other insert business types here. So what's going to allow me to feel like you're the right one that I choose to give my money to is going to be either parts of your story that resonate with me because I feel like you get me because I can get your story or it's going to be some of the causes that you give back to, the charities you're involved with, the things that you believe in. And 
I mean, there's so much competition online right now and in person, so you really have to dive deeper than just your product or service and let people know, like, and trust you in order to get the sales. Um, and honestly, in order to build the relationship, everything's not just about a sale anymore. Like, when you work hard on building that kind of relationship environment within your business, no matter what kind of business it is, it allows people to feel connected to you. And so they don't just buy from you, but they also tell their friends. And referrals are some of the best sources of revenue. You didn't have to work as hard for that. Also, they tend to be more aligned and be more like the person that you enjoyed working with. Yeah, be, I mean, to me, referrals and word of mouth just have a completely different aspect to them because you've kind of been co-signed by somebody. Somebody's like, yeah, they're good. And this person that you already trust has said this. So it can kind of make that personal vetting process of like, mm, do I want to give you my money? Let me go down the rabbit hole of all your stuff on social or whatever. It, it, it can kind of shorten that process sometimes, but it can also make you comfortable to show up with vulnerability that you may not have before. There is something to be said for having someone refer you and being able to start a relationship three steps ahead of where it would have been meeting somebody cold. I agree completely. Um, I also think that it's the beginnings of being able to transition yourself from having an audience and customers to having clients and a community. And those yes. words are all very similar, but they're definitely different. So I'm going to say it's been my thing recently to like purposefully catch myself if I say audience and change it to community, not because the word audience, you know, people would understand it if I said it, but to me, there's a very different connotation with community and community definitely means that we're, we're in it. And there's a place of being able to, um, share and, and commune in a way that audience kind of doesn't always include. So you might hear me sometimes be like, ah, community. <laughs> because I'm trying to like put that pause on it. Same. Be you know, and I think that's a part of like that beliefs, ethics, and values things that you go through. You start realizing that this word works better, and having to shift that, do it imperfectly. You're not going to do it perfectly, and that's cool. Don't even worry about that. But noticing it and stepping into that kind of thing, to me, it's 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 a it's a mindset shift, and it completely changes how you look at things. Yeah, I mean, I feel like community has a connotation that there's some level of emotional investment mm -hmm. that audience doesn't necessarily have. When I think of audience, I think of listeners. And there's a difference between people who are just listening, consuming your content, especially in a podcast, versus people who are your community. They're not just listening, but they're also commenting. They're sub submitting questions. They're sharing things. They're having conversation with you. And, it, and sometimes audience can feel a little bit more cold. So I think community yeah. can invite some warmth into it, especially for those that already are maybe resistant to being in a group and talking about the types of things that we talk about with people. I mean, I'm, I'm going to say this, and Indy, you can tell me if I'm correct. I've always felt this about myself, but this was just another opportunity to solidify it. We are the type of people that people will sit and tell you anything. Yeah. <laughs> and so there is something to be said about the power that comes with that the the, the level of, of trust. trust the levels of I feel familiar and at ease enough that I am going to go deeper with you I'm going to give you things that I may not have given others and that space in order to be able to show up 
fully because the reality is is that sometimes you see these curator personas online that's not fully that's more edited when people let that guard down and they're less worried about did i say this properly and that kind of thing that's when you're getting it so letting somebody feel like they can show up fully i don't take that level of trust and vulnerability lightly and so which is why building a community that people can feel comfortable bringing that to us is so important and we just could no longer find reasons why we couldn't do it there was no more like oh, we got to do this first like no just I'll also say like I've noticed that we attract a lot of introverts because of what you yes. just said because they feel like wow this is the first time I feel comfortable connecting I feel like I'm in a safe space I mean I know we talked about that on the last podcast episode with Kelly Manzano that you know the foundation of a deeply connected community is feeling like there's emotional safety agreed agreed and and it's it's interesting that sometimes people will assume that if you see a person at an event like this or they're online promoting themselves that they're an extrovert and that's not necessarily the case so we're finding people that yes they may be out there and they're visible but they're shy yes and so when they then come to us and it's like oh Oh, I can talk to you. This is cool. Okay, so I'm going to give you 45 minutes worth of everything. What you got? <laughs> but, yes, that's real. <laughs> but I love the conversation. So, and, and, I, and again, I, I love people having that space to do something that maybe they don't feel like they can do it anywhere else. Agreed. So I think I'm going to give you one more. And this is one that I think really goes on to your side. And the beauty of it is that even though it's more of what you do, I think what I do supports the execution of what you do. And I think that it's a big part of the community. And it's that concept of how do I market the many things that I do or have a component of in yeah. my business. So one of the things that I see with that is people feel like they have to pick one thing. And I don't necessarily believe in that. I think that... <laughs> There's a place between one thing and all the things, and that's probably your sweet spot. That's probably the happy place for you. Um, but also, like, there's a place to just be a fucking human, and humans have multiple sides to who they are. You know, humans like doing one thing with their family and another thing on date night and another thing in a business setting. You know, and we have different seasons of our lives and different things that we're interested in at different time periods. And so one of the things that I see come up is like, especially at this event, um, I have this kind of business, but I also want to take on brands as an influencer, you know, and I feel like that might be confusing. And I'm like, no, it's not. Why would that be confusing? You're a human, right? Humans have to use products. Humans wear clothes, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, and I think that sometimes we can think that we can attach a lot of preconceived notions to what it means to be an influencer. Well, I'm an influencer, so I have to have all these codes and I now have to have perfect photos of me walking down the street in this fabulous outfit or I have to have all these close-up photos of my face in this gorgeous makeup and it's like, no, just continue to incorporate the products that you are now being sponsored by into the photo shoots you would have already had for your business. One of the things that I think... Um, you guys have seen me and Erica do, but just in case you didn't understand the layers of it, let me lay it out for you. <laughs> Some of Erica's photo shoots where she's report recording podcast episodes, she's listening to podcasts, all of these things go into what her business does. But kind of behind the scenes, 
of a day of Erica Corday. She's having lunch. The clothing that she's wearing in some of those was sponsored by an apparel brand that actually does like athletic wear, but we incorporated these athletic leggings into her normal lifestyle as a day of her because she likes to dress comfortably. You know, you guys have seen me do this too, where um, some of the new images that are gonna be being released soon of me are incorporating a different apparel brand and I'm recording podcast episodes. Um, you may see some things where I have my makeup done and I'm incorporating the makeup brands that I use. But it's not like this is a makeup photo shoot. It's no, this is India, the businesswoman and leader. And I just happen to be wearing my makeup from this company. Like that's a very different way to position it. And honestly, I'm going to be real doing things that way. I have seen for the product based businesses that we work with that take on influencers is more effective for them because it's a very subtle way. It's not so much of like, I'm suddenly going to be this person to tell you to buy this. <laughs> that just feels weird. <laughs> Gross. It was funny. Somebody, I think it was one of our Uber drivers. He was like, yeah, I hate these influencers. I was like, what does that mean? And so, you know, what people think it is sometimes is very different than what it is. And so I think people can sometimes tell themselves, well, I can't do all these things because they have a preconceived notion of what the thing is that they actually want or are trying to do is. And that's where that conversation can come in with us within the community of let's actually break that down. Yeah, and let's figure out a way that if you are starting to monetize your blog or your podcast or your social media feed with brand partnerships, you know, here's a way that you can do it that is still you and doesn't feel so much like an ad and is not gonna confuse your audience because let's just be real, like you're taking the time to post every day. Um, podcasting is expensive, hello, like we have two. So mm -hmm. <laughs> even if you are like self-editing, that shit adds up real fast. So you do wanna make sure like you're monetizing certain things to like outset your costs and your time investment. But there's ways to do this that actually makes sense for you and your brand. Agreed, agreed. So to me, all of the things that we talked about are all things that show up within our community, which is actually, pause on the play, the community. It's actually something that we, we started very recently. The beautiful thing about the community is that the entire purpose is to create a hub where other inclusive leaders can show up and be able to find ethical ways to grow their business and how they're able to impact the world. And these are things that we support you in, but, the, but you have other people that are in this room that you're doing it with. So one, you don't feel like I'm the only person doing this. And two, you're able to have other people that are setting examples of how things can look and can create that dialogue of, you know, yeah, I get it. I understand. Because sometimes it can feel lonely when you're doing things that are different. When you decide to kind of go against I think it's important to be able to find that place that you can feel safe and kind of have that banter back and forwards with those that get it. And so being able to do that is something that that's the exact purpose of why we built it. And so having this space that is actually only $97 a month, which we can just cut a couple lattes and make that happen. That's easy. Yeah. But um, it actually comes with um, a private Facebook group. So this is where you'll actually be able to have that dialogue. You'll be able to talk through things. Um, there's hour-long Zoom sessions that will happen each month. You'll get one of those that 
is going to be based on our, the monthly topic. And it gives us time to actually go through Q&A with you. So you're not just left with information and no space for integration and implementation. What does this look like for me? There are weekly check-ins that are going to help to get you honed in on your efforts and continue to make sure that you're receiving accountability. We don't want you just taking in stuff. We want you doing things and being able to have somebody like, hey, did you do that yet? You need something? Come on, let's get it done. And just being able to make sure that you're staying in imperfect action, which is the entire purpose of any of it. We're not wanting you to do something unless it is going to help you do something. Yeah, and I think one of the things that I'm most excited about is that in those hour-long Zoom sessions, like we're giving you the best of our one-on-one, or as we call it, when we people work with us together, two-to-one coaching and consulting in a group setting. So for those of you who have always wanted to work with us in that capacity, but might not be at that point in your business where you can afford to investment, you're getting a taste of what that feels like. We're giving you some of the content that we are putting our clients through in our bigger programs. And then also like the added benefit that you have a room of people who don't necessarily do the same thing as you. And it's a room that is a community of these people. So it's not an audience. You're going to get to know them. You're going to fall in love with them. We've attracted some really kind hearted, wonderful, beautiful humans that are also very giving. And I'll just say from my experience in business, one of the things that has been the best thing for me is being able to build strong relationships with other people who can become a great referral source, you know, and are able to send clients my way. I always feel like it's so important to establish some apple trees in your life. Like it's great to want an apple, meaning a client. Pause, explain that. (laughs) Apple versus apple tree. Yes. So we all want a client, right? A client I like to think of as an apple. They're beautiful. They're sweet. They're delicious. You need them. There's great vitamins and nutrients in there. Keeps your business alive. But if you can cultivate and nurture and build a relationship with, or in this case, grow an apple tree, meaning grow a human into loving you that can send you lots of apples, lots of clients, that is going to be the most valuable investment of your time because that's the gift that keeps giving. And you know what? I believe in giving back. So being able to have that relationship and have that apple tree with somebody that you also can give referrals to too is so huge. And for me, that's a wonderful thing about community and group programs that I do feel like the one-on-one things can sometimes be missing a little bit. And I just love it. Like we receive so much business from referrals. And I think that that's important because we all wanna do the things to evolve our brand, evolve our marketing, evolve our mindset and become a more evolved human and a more evolved business. But we also need to be able to receive clients coming in too (laughs) to keep that business alive. So I think it's a little bit of the best of all the worlds and the things that we do. Agreed. I think the community is a great place in order to get you to the next place and allow you to just know that you do not have to go alone. Agreed. So if you are interested in Pause on the Play community, if you've heard this and you're like, yes, I need that accountability. Yes, I know that there's some more education and know-how, whether it's as simple as like how to use Instagram stories better or as big as I don't even know what my values and ethics are for my brand and I need help figuring that out, then the Pause on the Play community is just for you. And we would love to have you in the room. You can learn more about it at pauseintheplay.com slash community, or you can visit the show notes and we'll have a link there for you. We would love to see you in the room.
Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Flaunt Your Fire show. We love having you here. If you've enjoyed this episode, if you know someone that would be a great fit for our community, if you feel like there is value here, answers to questions here that would support someone that you know, feel free to share this episode with them. Also, you're more than welcome to head over to Apple and leave us a review. Those are so, so important for us. It helps us get seen by more and more listeners. They get to hear our message and they get to get the support that they may need in their business and brand. And I am really looking forward to the next episodes that we have coming up. So you guys are going to get to hear more about the psychology of being in that interesting in-between space that we can kind of find ourselves in when we've done all the work, we've gotten comfortable in our business, and here it is. We know that there's something new coming, but we haven't quite figured out what that is. And so I'm inviting a wonderful psychologist on to the podcast and we're going to kind of dive into some of those things of what it feels like to be in this in-between space and how to transition out of that space into taking action to get to the next level in your life and in your business and there's just some really cool things coming up so stay tuned see you in the next episode Ready to get clear on what matters? Let's do this. From implicit to explicit is a framework that helps you to get clear on what matters and how it informs the way you live and lead in your workplace. Whether it's focusing on the team building and connection that can happen when you talk about what matters to you as a person or how it informs the outcomes that you seek in your business, it can all completely change the game. Having clarity on what your values are and how this shapes the way your work creates the foundation for every action that you take, and then sharing this information across your team explicitly. This is what creates confidence and integrity in what it is that you are creating and sharing with the world. Visit pauseontheplay.com forward slash explicit to learn more about this collaborative and interactive workshop and sign up today. Ready to lead through your values?